0: I'll give you a yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Wimberly in studio, WBTV. Nah,
1: you know, I'm from Georgia. I'm never gonna turn down a chance to do that. No, I'm, yeah. a, I'm always ripping that. I'm always
0: gonna rip that. That's what Smoke's <laughs> obsession with Lil John. It's bled into the five o'clock hour. What is that, Nate Wimberly? Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have him back. Uh, five o'clockers, what's up? I don't know what the weather likes outside. I heard it's bad, so uh, be safe out there. Uh, I heard it's gonna rain for a while, so be safe. Keep it on ten and two and on the wheel that is and keep it on 92.7 WFNZ 7 o'clock tonight Hornets pregame don't forget to be there with us also make sure to get out to Graham Street Pub and Patio for the Michelob Ultra Charlotte Hornets watch party join Walker and Fiddy and Shroppy and Flounder the party starts at 7 o'clock tip is at 8 watch the Hornets face the Bucks. Walker and Fiddy will have giveaways plus your chance to win tickets to a future Hornets home game so all that's tonight in Uptown next to Bank of America Stadium Hornets and Bucks and they are going to be short handed, my man. Hmm. Nate Wimberly. Um we know Brandon Miller's gonna play. We know that Miles Bridges is gonna play, and then uh, <laughs> uh, Who else? <laughs> Keep it going. Um 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 <laughs> Bryce McGowans. I think he's Nick, gonna be. Nick Smith Jr. Nick Smith, Nick Richards. Uh, uh, Leaky Black. Leaky Black. Uh JT Thor? Uh, yes. He's still he, had, at he this, wasn't
1: cut. At this point, yes. Yeah, he's still there. I mean uh, like how many bodies do you have?
0: Like, at I this not point? I I got to be honest with you. I was bummed to see Ish Smith get waived yesterday. Exactly. That yeah. sucked. Uh yeah. you know, it's it's a lost season, but there there's still development to do and they just traded for Trey Mann who I think they do see maybe as their point their backup point guard of the future. Still 23 years old, but it stinks to see Ish Smith go. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. But I mean just generally speaking, you we were talking about this yesterday. You've been around for 26. I mean most of them on trade deadline day. Yes, that's that might be the most action-packed trade deadline day in pro basketball history in the city, a- a- hands down,
1: absolutely. Uh, and and you know what? I like what they did. I mean, at this point, you know, there's no denying that this 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 roster has been talented for the last four to five years. The talent of it isn't questioned. They couldn't stay healthy, and I think when you got all this young talent, um, you got to have some leater- some leadership, some veteran leadership to help this young talent. Guide the and navigate the waters, and I don't think they ever really did that. We, we, every year, it was like, you know, we're going to draft well, we're going to draft well, we're going to draft well, but we ne- they never took the next step. And there's a next step. This is a part of the next step that should have happened years ago under Michael Jordan. Now we get some new owners, and it's like, yo, we got to break this up. Uh, you know, it's time to take some of that young talent and turn it into something that gets us a, a, an asset that's going to help push this thing forward. They never really did that. We kept hearing this from Mitch. We're going to draft well. We're going to draft well. We're going to draft well. What's after the draft well? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Mm-hmm. And now we're about to see it because uh, – and I applaud Gabe Pluckin and, and Rick Schnall for, for, for starting this. Now, I don't think anything is going to go beyond this because th- – You got a new coach that's more than likely coming in at the end of the season. You got a new GM coming in at the end of the season, and they're going to have to figure out what they want to do. So I just think, you know, this is the step, the first step of moving this thing forward.
0: And, And this is why. You know, it's been tough to sit and, and kind of idle. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of feels like we've been stuck on the tarmac uh, yes. all season long. Yes. Is there any worse feeling than being stuck on the tarmac? Watching everybody going and coming, and yeah. you're just like, uh, are we next? Can we go now, please? <laughs> but it feels like the Hornets have been stuck on the tarmac yes. this year, right? Because yes. we all know new ownership stuff's coming. Mm-hmm. We're getting off this plane at some point. Oh, yeah. It stinks in here, You and everybody's, cr- everybody's grouchy. <laughs> we've been cooped up in here for two years now, but we're all about to be let off and some reorganization's coming. Yes. And so it, you started to see that. And one of the reasons that I've maintained some optimism, Moving forward is that I, I I love the fact that Rick Schnall is a you know an older guy who's been to fantasy camps for years and mm-hmm. people laugh at that stuff but it's like no he's a basketball mm-hmm. diehard man mm-hmm. like I think he really cares about winning and and winning basketball games and this quote you've probably seen this by now uh, the Hornets Mitch Kupchak I think they're in Barcelona today mm-hmm. taking a look at James Naji the draft pick that they st- they stashed over there um, he was asked about new ownership and his quote was quote shockingly knowledgeable. I didn't realize they had so much knowledge about the players, end quote. So apparently, you know, and I, this doesn't say like Mitch, obviously you say, well, he's going to say nice things about his bosses. Mm-hmm. If you know Mitch, Mitch doesn't deal in hyperbole very much. Uh, to say that, you know, that he was shockingly knowledgeable about the, I think this ownership is deeply invested in really trying to win ballgames. Absolutely. I, I
1: 100% agree. I don't really have much else to say than that. And, and and that's a good thing. Hornets fans, that's a good thing. You want your owners to be knowledgeable uh, and 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 put, And let's see, let's see this play out this way. Let's see how the, we we know how the Panthers ownership has handled things. Let's see how this ownership handles things. They're knowledgeable, yes. Mm -hmm. That means you should put people in the places to be able to do their job. Hire your basketball people. Let them do the job. You do, you, you oversee. Yes, I have the knowledge, but they have a little bit more than I do. Step back and say, hey. I'm gonna let them do their job. Now, when I see where I need to insert myself, I'll insert myself. Right. And I think that's I hope I ain't gonna, I ain't I'm not gonna assume anything. I hope that's how they run this. And and it I think it's gonna show up more quickly
0: than the Carolina Panthers. I'm just gonna say that. You think it well, I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think I mean, here's the thing. I could see if Dave Canales has some more fairy dust in, mm-hmm. in his bag to sprinkle on Bryce Young next year and that's the whole reason they hired him right mm-hmm. that and the fact that he's unbelievably handsome but you know he came <laughs> here to to woo the ladies well that's not true he's married but still yeah he, he's incredibly <laughs> handsome and he's here to sprinkle fairy dust on Bryce Young yeah um you know you got a zero evero coming back so I I could see I don't think they're both going to have you know great years next year. It's hard to predict that sort of thing, given the doldrums we're living in right now in pro sports. But yeah. I, I think there's a world where both of them turn it around pretty quickly. I can
1: see that. But I just think the Hornets are going to do it uh, quicker than the, than the Panthers. I, just, I, I, I think the Panthers, yes, the defense is going to be good. I think that offense, they, they got a lot of work to do on that offensive side of the ball. They, they got to, they're going to have to take a real big leap and a real big jump. And you know what? Let me catch myself. They are in the NFC South. Maybe you don't have to take the huge lead That's because it. you're in the South. You're not in the AFC West, exactly, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me pump my brakes, but I do believe that the Hornets are closer to a, a more sustainable winning than the Panthers.
0: Now, I'm with you, Nate Wimberly, WBTV in studio with us. Uh, speaking of the trades yesterday, just real quick, I mean, what they got in return mm-hmm. for the players they dealt away. I mean, you've already kind of commented on it, but in terms of the guys coming over, who are you most excited about? Uh, Grant Williams and, and, and Curry to a, to a degree, but. Uh, Grant Williams is the one.
1: Um his toughness and 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 being with the Celtics for the first 4 years in his career and being around that kind of uh that, that kind of franchise and, and and seeing how things should be. Um I think and just like I said, I just feel like this team has just been missing that veteran leadership. They've been missing Marvin Williams. Guys like that. Al Jeff, the best players being the leaders of the team. And you know, I can Glenn Rice, Jamal Mashburn. I mean, like these were, yeah, they were the best players, but those were the leaders of the team. And if 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 Lamella Ball is the leader of this team, I don't think we're going too far. And, and, and it's showing. So I just think they have to surround him with more great leaders. And just like I said last week, and I'm going to say it again. I saw you tweet out earlier this week because everybody after he had the big game, at uh, after Brandon Miller had the big game oh, against yeah. the Lakers, uh, is this really Brandon? Yes, this is Brandon Miller's team. And he's going to be the leader of this team. He's going to be the man on this team. And uh, everybody's going to have to get up to his level.
0: Because I already think he's already at that level. Is it, because of who he, is it more because of who he is or because you think LaMelo's lacking in leadership and taking you know, things seriously? I think it's more of, of, of LaMelo lacking. You do? Yeah, and, and I do believe that you know
1: Brandon Miller cares. He cares about winning and losing. I don't think LaMelo they, – they can all say it, and you all see it on their faces. I think Brandon Miller takes it personal they're winning or losing. And I don't think that's always the case with with LaMelo Ball. I just don't.
0: Well, and I, I said this the other day, too. I mean, you probably have the same experience. Some of the greatest winners, the most successful athletes and coaches that I've ever met they hate losing mm-hmm. more than they love winning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like losing to them is humiliating. It's infuriating. It's Absolutely. unacceptable. They lose sleep over it. Absolutely, um, you know, it, it's it's a it's a mark on their character. Like they hate losing more than they enjoy winning, and and that's kind of the vibe. And it doesn't mean you're a, a an angry miserable person all the time. It's just the competitiveness that drives you. That's the drive I was just about to say. Michael Jordan was that way, right? Michael. Kobe Bryant. Kobe was that. These guys could be enjoyable to be around, Mm -hmm. but when it came to winning, being being the best, they didn't tolerate anything but that. I I get that sense with Brandon, Mm -hmm. and I think Lamelo has, in some ways, yet to show us that. Absolutely, they they won a little bit with James Borrego, but we haven't seen enough of Lamelo being the reason why they win.
1: yet. I'll take I'll take this, and, and I don't I don't know if, but sometimes you have to break up. I just feel like that locker room was just so. It's young, it's vibrant, and and if you don't have that that care of winning and losing, it just and it's what Terry Rozier said. You know, it almost becomes acceptable, and sometimes you have to break those folks up and put some more uh, more leadership in that room to say, "Hey, guys, this ain't it. We ain't gonna do this." And it just takes a hold of that locker room, and it it shakes people. And then everybody becomes – it's infectious, and everybody cares about winning and losing. And I don't think – gosh, man. And, and just to hear uh, Coach Clifford say, you know, about the defense uh, the other night and, you know, where we failed at and where I failed at with the de- – that's that's all about caring and, and stuff. I just,
0: right. uh, well, no, real quick, because I, I don't want to belabor the point of this. I want to move on. But, yeah, like, Woody yeah. from Stanley said, damn, KB, uh, mofos – I guess we're mofos. <laughs> mofos just can't let Me- LaMelo group up, will they? LeBron wasn't a leader at 22 years old. Didn't LeBron take the Cavs to the finals at 22 years old? Mm. Pretty sure he did. Mm. Now, I, I don't, I'm not expecting Lamelo to d- to do that necessarily, but I mean, like LeBron took a team to the finals at like 22, 23. I'm pretty sure. Look, we're wait, we're, we're waiting on uh, Lamelo to grow up. That's all. Nah, it's, I'm it's, not it's, against it, it's him. It's
1: time for him to grow up. I mean, like we we can't wait forever. I mean, like that's what they've been doing for the last four years is waiting on this talent waiting for it to stay healthy, waiting on the leadership to come. And guess where you're at now? You're a 10-win team. You're 10-40. and 40. When are you going to stop waiting and ask somebody to actually grow up and do it? So I don't – waiting on them to grow up. Now, nah, forget all that. It's time to go. It's go time. You got because now you got Brandon Miller in here. He's ready for go. You can look at it on his face. He ain't, he ain't about this mess. He's about business. It's time to stand on some business around here and stop accepting the fact that, oh, we got, we got this great player. Grow up. Time to grow up, Charlotte. I like it. Time to put on your big, your your, your big boy panties, or girl, big big girl <laughs> panties, whatever. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. That's the
0: headline. Nate Wimberly wears big girl <laughs> panties on the podcast today. <laughs> Write it down, Smoke. No, I'm kidding. Oh I mean, you're, you know, you're all over it. Like, I mean, I'm rooting for Lamelo. I think yeah. I I don't agree with people that want to trade him, but I also think that you're absolutely right. It's fair to criticize. Yeah, it's fair absolutely. to expect more. You get the payday. You know, you want to be the face of the franchise. You get the keys and people need to see more. That's all. Absolutely. That's all. All right. We got Nate Wimberly in studio. Let's talk football for a couple of minutes. I want you to listen to this and tell me what you think. Uh, Baker Mayfield at the Super Bowl yesterday mm-hmm was asked about the difference in losing a whole bunch last year in Carolina and winning in Tampa this year. Check it out.
1: Here, When you had, you know, a Pro Bowl season.
0: I mean, it starts top down, uh, how they run the organization, everybody being on the same page, and just how do you win games? And so when you got a lot of voices going on behind the scenes, you're making distractions for your players. You're not putting them in a good position to have success and play free. So for me, uh, getting to tampa it, it was refreshing uh knowing coach bulls from the pre-draft interviews when he was with the jets knowing what type of guy he was and him and jason light just told me to be myself and be the best version of that and so that's an empowering feeling as a guy that has been asked to kind of contain who he is as a person wears his heart on his sleeves a lot so um, an empowering thing that they allowed me to do <laughs> as soon as he said top down you you buried your face in your hand oh my gosh. why does this Oh, my God. It just,
1: it it, it confirms everything that we know or or everything that we believe. Everybody that gets away and and to hear uh, Steve Wilkes at at Media Day on Wednesday talking about, no, I'm not bitter about how everything happened with the Panthers. You know, it showed me what not to do. And now I get to San Francisco and get around the Yorks and this 49ers organization and I see now how a franchise should be run. I mean, like, my goodness, folks. I mean, like, Oh, my God. That ownership, David Tepper, a lot needs to change. Step back. Take a step back. You got your football people there now. Take a step back. Take your hands off the wheel. Let other people do their jobs. He says that's what he's doing now. He claims that's what he's doing now. And and if that's true, good for him. Exactly. We'll see it. You know, we 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 don't need to belabor the point. Now you need to show it. And I it's the everything that I say every every time I come out. It's time for this team to show it. And you, you can say it, but I don't care about that. Uh, you know, I like the, the fact that Dave Canales is on Twitter and responding to fans and giving stuff like that. Folks, don't get don't don't go squirrel. Squirrel runs across the road. You know, don't say squirrel just because he's responding and it's trying. Yeah, hold him hold him accountable. Let this team show you that they're going to go and do some stuff in free agency. What are they going to do in, the, in in the preseason? It's time for this team to show. And I, I, you know
0: You're okay. You're good because I got a couple things coming at Gashouse Earl is really upset. He's really upset. Um he says uh, this confirms nothing. The Baker Mayfield. This confirms nothing. All he's doing is uh saying things that someone else has said why didn't he say this before he's full of bs i watched him play he was horrible somebody please call bs on him but all you tep haters you'd love to just hear anyone say anything bad about this organization so we, we got a tepper defender in the house who's calling bs saying that baker's just regurgitating talking points i, I mean i hear you y- you're right we've been saying this. this this has been the narrative there's no doubt about that but i mean he did play there at the most important yeah. position. So am I supposed to call him a liar? I I don't know. No. Well, I mean, I, I hear you. No. no. Those are the talking points. There's no doubt about that. I mean, everybody's
1: got their own side. I mean, he's a – I could say he's a temper lover. I mean, everybody's going to have their own side as far as this goes. Oh, yeah. But it's just – it's it, the proof is more towards the side of um, Mr. Tupper uh, meddling too much into the business. I mean, that that the, the looks of it is that's what it is. So – it's, it, to me it's just obvious that you know this is what it is and now he's got a chance to correct it. That's the beautiful thing about this. They're going to line up in August and we're going to see how all of this shapes out and everything works out and hopefully they get it together and everything changes. And then we won't have that narrative anymore Oh yeah, because winning covers everything that stinks.
0: Well, and listen, let's, let's be honest. If David Tepper had just listened to Matt rule and drafted Brock Purdy, oh, everything that's, would have been, don't, don't, don't start with that. Oh, Please. you don't, you don't believe Matt. Yeah, I, I, you don't believe you know what I kind of do, but no, you I mean, don't. Like, there's no way. But, no, you no, do. No, but the
1: thing is, it's like, this is my thing right now. Keep pounding nation. Matt Rule is just living rent free in, in in y'all's heads. I mean, like he says to anything about the Panthers, and everybody just is gaslit. Oh my God! leave us alone. Don't say <laughs> nothing else, man. Let, let, if Matt Rule says it, just be like whatever. All right, damn cool. Whatever. Let's move on. It is Dave Canales, and it ain't Matt Rule? Yeah, we, we we're two coaches behind you now.
0: By the way, Texter's lighting up gas house Earl. They all think it's a David Tepper burner phone, or his or, or his son, or his cousin. Uh, like Earl, you're my, Earl, you're my boy now. But you are getting lit <laughs> up on the text line every. T- text is, are you sure that's not David Tepper texting in? It might be. Clearly a burner account for Tepp, so on and so forth. All right, who do you like Sunday, by the way?
1: Uh, I'm going Kansas City as much as I would love to see uh, Steve Wilkes and and Christian McCaffrey and Javon Hargrave, a former North Ruan star, uh, play with the Philadelphia Eagles. I started with Philadelphia last year, back in the Super Bowl again with San Francisco as a defensive tackle, starting defense. As much as I would like to see San Francisco win this one. So for all of those guys. I just think Kansas City wins with that, and it's gonna be some of Holmes' magic late. I said earlier today on our new show, the point after we streamed today for the first time. This uh, for the first time, uh, 27, Kansas City.
0: The point after, huh? What you yep, doing?
1: Yep, yep. It's a, it's a, we're gonna, um, it's a stream show every Monday and Friday at one o'clock. Uh, we're gonna be talking national and uh, local sports. Hey, um, and today was the debut show, and we can't. Do, you can't do a show today without talking about Super Bowl 58. No, of so we not. had a big Super Bowl 58 preview. Uh, one of our guys, we talked to one of the reporters out in uh, San Francisco, uh, Carlos Ramirez, gave a shout out to Diego Guevara, the former Charlotte 49, one of the greatest three point shooters. Mm. And, and, and he called him his brother. But we ended we we started out on a Super Bowl preview and ended up start started talking Charlotte basketball. So the point that? after check it out on wbtv.com right now. It'll be up. You know we're streaming on. All- on Mondays and Fridays at 1, but we have it up online because we do realize that people do work at 1 o'clock and they can't watch TV or watch their phone. (laughs) So you can find it uh, on WBTV.com, WBTV uh, News
0: app. Last question. I'm going to let you go. This this is a a sports math question. This is an experiment. You ready? Oh, boy. No, no. It's it's, it's very simple. It's very simple. You ready? Let's keep it. One plus one. Nate, if if a team's record is 10 and 20, 10 Mm -hmm. wins, 20 losses, how Mm -hmm. many games under 500 are they? 12. No, no, 10 and 20. Oh, 10 and 20? Yeah, 10 and 20. 10 games under 500? Thank you. Thank you. I, I have a listener. Oh, my God. I, yesterday, yesterday I said, hey, the, the Hornets are 10 and 40. They're 30 games under 500. Yeah. He is arguing with me vehemently since yesterday that it's actually half that number, that it's actually 15 and not 30. Huh? Because if you had won 15 games instead of, t- if you'd won 15 additional games, that would have you at 500. And I'm like, no, that's not how anybody in sports applies that. It's how many games you'd have to lose or win to get back to 500. So if a team is 29 and 19, they're 10 games over 500 because you could lose 10 straight you know, and still stay above 500. That, that's, that's, that's how we do things in sports. But I'm arguing with a listener about something that is a commonplace application across sports.
1: Look, I'm trying to get my mind to just kind of just mellow out and and and, and relax. I'm actually going to go to SmackDown tonight at cool. the Spectrum Center just just to kind of just lose my mind a little bit. Look out for West Bryant. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, I'm going with West. You are really? Um, yeah, yeah, we're going over there. Um, I, that right there, just what in the heck? What kind of math are you – where did you go to school, young uh-oh, man? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Where did you go to school? You know what? I'm not going to get you angry. Ma- math ain't even my thing, but come on, homie. Like, really? <laughs> come on, player. No. Uh-huh. no. That's some bad math. That- the math ain't mathing. Math ain't mathing. You heard it right there. <laughs> hey, we'll see you next Friday, brother. All right, now, y'all have a good one. Have a good weekend. Have a good Super Bowl Sunday, and you can watch it on WBTV uh, starting at, I guess, like noon.